Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and this is Invest Talk. It is Monday, April 11, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley, and I look forward to doing this podcast because I enjoy hearing your financial investment questions. I enjoy answering it. That's part of the, I, that's the main happiness I get during the day is talking to the you guys about questions you have, or talking to my clients. You know, the rest of the work is can be pretty tedious. You know, doing the and doing the work of trying to determine what's going on with the economy, what investments we need to invest to consider. That's that's tedious, hard work. But talking to you people makes it interesting. So I'm always pretty careful about it. I always very careful about straight and unbiased answers to any of your questions. I have no hidden agenda. I'm not trying to push anything on you. In fact, I will mostly with. You know, I, I, it will be mostly your questions, not that drive the stock, the, what the discussion, not what I want to talk about, but what to, you want to talk about. That's what drives every podcast every day. Even when Justin's doing it or I'm doing it, it's you who drive the podcast in the direction that you want. Now, my goal is always the same, and that is to help you. Understand the environment we're in and to avoid the pitfalls of a volatile stock market. The environment we're in, I'm talking about the economy, economic environment, and the political environment, whatever affects stock prices, and to help you understand what it is. And today's invest stock situation is very different from what it had been over the past several decades. We have higher inflation. We haven't seen that in 40 years, the inflation we have now. 40 years. Most, Many of you haven't been born, and the rest of you, you know, were young. So you've never dealt with this. I dealt with this when my very early career, you know, when I worked back in New York City. But it is different. It's a different landscape you're dealing with. But you still have to consider the other important aspects. You have to build your financial future. You have to save money. Not just invest it, but you got to earn you gotta earn a certain amount of money to live, but you need to spend ten percent at least less than you earn. And you invest that. You have to do that if you're gonna have a comfortable retirement. So let's put the odds in your favor. You can do that by learning how to make consistently good decisions with your money. Of course, you're going to make mistakes. We all do. They're unavoidable. 
but you can achieve a winning balance if you work at it. Remember, market volatility can present opportunities for portfolios. It's not always bad. Volatility is not always bad. It's also good. But you've got to be ready to react and understand what you're doing. On this podcast, we operate with the same mission statement we do every day, independent thinking and shared success. And that is your assurance that our explanation of what's going on, the process of what's going on, uh, how we defi- define a good value stock or growth stock, our market reporting, what's what's happened in today's market. I'm sure you saw what happened today. And, of course, the individual stock commentary we have. We will prevent it all without bias. We'll just give you the facts as we know them. So I encourage you to contact me with your financial investment questions. Yes, you get to shape the show to your liking. In fact, you can call and interact with me right now during this live streaming program, 4 to 5 Pacific time, or leave questions anytime in the in our Invest Talk Voice Bank. Either way, the number never changes, 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to our first listener question. Hi, my name is Gabriel, and I'm calling from Central California, and I'm calling about C-U-B-I, QB. I heard it just got a raise the price target, and I was just wondering what you think about that in this sort of environment of inflation and stuff like that. Anyways, love the show. Keep doing what you do, and have a good one. Well, let's say let's talk about in general. When there's inflation, as long as it's not runaway inflation, and I don't think we have that, without runaway inflation, corporations can raise their prices because they're expected to raise their prices. The consumer expects them to be higher, and therefore they can maintain their profit margin in many cases. So don't let the inflation scare you away from investing in companies because you think their profits are going to go down because that's not necessarily true. So this is a Customers Bank Corp, Inc., C-U-B-I, holding company for Customers Bank operating through 23 bank offices. So it's a pretty small company, $1.5 billion in size, but only 23 offices is pretty small. Uh, they make money. They've made money for years now, and they, they're pretty consistent about growing it. Um, next This year, they're going to make $6.71 a share. Next year, $6.63. So it's actually going to go down. And sales are going down. For this most recent quarter, sales fell 84%. So why? That's one thing I would be very careful of. And I would not be a investor in banks. I'd, I'd be very careful of banks these days. The stock itself is $45 stock and going to make $6.63. You can see how inexpensive it is. But the the range is 3 to 17. It's never had a very high range. Return on equity is very good at 29%. So it's a good, solid bank. Mutual funds are slowly buying it. But I think you're too late to the party. It got close up to $80 a share, and it's fallen off down to 45 uh, I don't think it's cheap enough, and I don't think this is a good time to be buying banks, to be perfectly honest. Okay. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question, do stocks splits change a company's underlying fundamentals? A stock split could theoretically boost retail share ownership because it's cheaper, right? I mean, that's one of the things it does. But does that change anything else? So we'll talk about that. How about uh, data from the Fed shows small businesses face way more hurdles when applying for a loan, why? 
Why? Okay, I we'll have to talk about that. Uh, housing up or down? Is it going to go up or down in prices? Do you think it's going to peak? Well, there is a lack of inventory. Maybe we should talk about that. In 2017, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, yes, that guy, said on 60 Minutes, drone delivery will happen in about five years. That was 2013. You guys see any drone deliveries in your neighborhood? It's 10 years now down the road, almost, and it's not here. I want to talk about that a little bit. Is it going to be here? Those are what we're going to discuss, everybody. So, of course, time permitting, these are my subjects I'll get into, right? My trivia question today concerns ways to head off an IRS audit. Have you ever been audited? I have. I've been audited, I'm going to say three times, one personally and two business audits. Was it bad? It was pretty uncomfortable. I didn't have to pay anything, mind you. Not any of the three. I had to pay no additional taxes. But I'll talk about it. It was a tax compliant, tax compliant, uh, some kind of audit that they used to to uh, uh, check other people's tax returns. This was 10, 20, probably 20 years ago. Uh, and it was painful because they looked at every business transaction and audited everybody that gave me any kind of business, 1099 business, anything. They all were audited in addition to me. It was very painful. So, IRS. How did the market do today? Well, it was down. 413 points on the Dow, down 299 points for the NASDAQ, and down 76 points for the S&P 500. So, not a very pleasant day. We have not had a pleasant time recently, as you know. Um, now, the question is, is that going to continue on through through summer? Well, we might get a reaction bounce from many days of going down. But I've said, and I know Justin has said, the summer is going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult summer, I think. You know, it's always, you, we always can be wrong. Never, remember, people like me, people who study the markets, pundits, experts, we're always wrong. I mean, we're not wrong 100 percent of the time, but our, you know, when the more specific we get, the more wrong we're going to be. That's why you hear me saying it's going to be a difficult time this summer because I think it is. But you don't hear me saying it's going to be down 20 percent. If you hear people be specific, watch out. That they're they're they don't have a clue. Okay, the phone lines are open. You can call now, 99 chart. portfolio to grow and protect so get your finance and investment questions together and call steve peasley and justin klein they're ready with their unbiased answers invest talk 888-99-CHART hey guys mike from indiana hey love the podcast listen to it all the time i have a question about spirit realty capital inc ticker src my parents have invested in it, and I uh, can't find a whole lot of information on it. If at all possible, I'd like to hear any information you can give us. Thanks. Bye. 
Okay, Spirit Realty Corporation, it's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. And as a reminder, REITs have to pay 90% of their income out in the form of a dividend to the shareholders to qualify as a REIT. And REITs also have to invest in real estate in some fashion. This REIT acquires single-tenant real estate leased on a triple-net basis to retail distribution companies. Triple-net basis. And that's a terminology used for leasing in the the industry. Okay, it describes uh, the fees and costs when you rent from these places. Won't go any more deeper than that, I think. So, Spirit Realty Corporation says made money every year. Uh, they're going to make three dollars and seventy cents a share this year. They make, um, I'm sorry, next year. This year, three fifty three. Last year's three thirty one. Year before, two ninety five. Back in 2015, they made $4.35. So their income is pretty steady. Doesn't really grow much, doesn't shrink much. Sales have increased 21% in the most recent quarter, before that 34%. But it also shrinks at times too. So it's not a growth stock. So you want to buy because of the dividend, which is 5.6%. Okay, it's gonna it's a $45 stock, gonna make $3.70. Remember, 90% of that $3.70 has to be paid in the form of a dividend. Okay? So that's how you get the percentage of dividend paid. On a $45 stock, they're gonna have to pay 90% of $3.70. So that's gonna give it a pretty high dividend. So their cash flow is very steady. Um, it's a good solid REIT. You buy this for the dividend and no other reason because the dividend has been pretty stable for a long time. Okay? That's all. Okay, let's make it two in a row from the Invest Talk Voice Bank. Hello, big fan of the show. I was wondering for moving averages, which time frames you guys like to use, whether it's the 50-day, 100, or the 200. Thank you. Okay, we look at four as a standard. 20, 50. 100-day and 200-day moving average. 200-day would be the long-term, be the one-year moving average. 20 would be a very short-term moving average. But we look at all four consistently every day on every stock that we look at. So, you know, and we and it's a daily chart. So it's usually a year to three years. Sometimes we'll go to a weekly chart moving average, 20-week, 20 20 20 week, 50 50-week and 100-week and 200-week moving average as well. But those are the four time frames we look at, okay? We're moving into a break, but I am not going anywhere. My phones are open, and they always are. Do any of your financial or investment questions, so they're all welcome. 888-99-CHART. This is Talk. And now, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance. Steve is here. He's taking your calls live. Step up with your questions now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question, do stock splits change a company's underlying fundamentals? A stock split. Now, most people think when you hear the word stock split, they just think one direction. They think it's a, a split of stocks, more shares at a lesser price. For instance, if it's a $100 stock, it's a two-for-one split. 
So every one share you have, you'll now have two shares, and the price of the share goes to $50. That's all that happens, by the way. There's no fundamental change of anything in the company. There's no fundamental ownership uh, consequence other than you have more shares at a lesser price. So splitting the stock does not change anything with the fundamentals of the company, nothing. But a stock split can also be reversed. It can be a reverse stock split. So it's just like you're trying to get 100 there. Maybe the stock is 100. Remember, what was, who was it, Google or Amazon? Amazon, They was a 24 one split they have coming up on June 1st or something like that? So that means every one share you have, you're going to have 20. But the stock is going to be split 20-fold. Okay, so, but the reverse split does just the opposite. So let's say you're a corporation and your stock is down to $5 a share. And you wish you want it to be higher. One one reason, if you're on the New York Stock Exchange, the minimum share, stock, share price is supposed to be 10 So you have to get it higher. To do a reverse split, it's the exact same opposite as what you do in a regular split. Whereas for every, uh, every share you have, okay, you're not going to have half a share if it's a one-for-two split. And the price will go up twice as high. Now, let me tell you what the real world does, though. If you have a regular stock split, it generally makes the stock price go up because everybody looks at that as a positive thing because the stock has gone up so high, they have to split it to keep it at a reasonable price so individual investors can invest in it. And when it gets down to that reasonable price, individual investors do invest in it and drive the price back up. So it's usually, even though it didn't change anything fundamentally about the company, but it's usually looked at as a positive thing. Just as a reverse split is looked at as a negative thing. It doesn't generally, when you reverse split and it goes up twice as high as it was, it means it starts to sell off, starts to go down. So, so just know that that's what happens. Even though nothing changes, the, the perception of the, of the company and the stock price change. Okay. This is Invest Talk, and we are always happy to play your questions. This came in earlier on 888-99-CHART. Hey there. A uh, quick question about a stock split, specifically the Amazon split that was announced. I just wanted to know, like, historically, uh, what generally occurs to the price of the stock before, directly after the split, and then, like, a few months um, following, and when is usually the best time to kind of get into that stock? Um, appreciate it, and I'll look forward to your answer. Thank you. Okay. As I said, just mentioned, so it's a, of course, we did this on purpose, but the stock split means usually that the, for Amazon, the price is probably going to go up. It's not going to jump up because there's nothing changed about their earnings per share or anything like that. Nothing surely changes. It's the same because everything gets split, everything, sales, earnings, all the, all the uh, data gets split the same way. So, but again, it's a positive thing and attracts more buyers to the company because they can afford more shares. They think, oh, good, but it doesn't really change anything. So when you buy it, you can buy it anytime you think it's a good buy, not just and ignore when the split happens. That doesn't matter. You buy it when you think it's a good time to buy. Okay. 888-99-CHART is the number you can call and ask any financial questions you want. Uh, 
Data from the Federal Reserve shows small businesses face many hurdles when applying for a loan, more than normal. Uh, 85% in 2021, half of which were loans required to cover costs to expand, were, were faced with much more hurdles than they were before. Why is that? Why is that? I mean, you can't really say the banks can't be tougher. They can. They can set their own rules and regulations as long as they're within the rules and regulations established by the banking authorities. So they can tighten up their stance. So what does that mean, though, for business going forward for these small businesses? Bigger businesses don't have the trouble that the small businesses have. The business, big, big businesses don't need money like a small business does. You know, some small business might need money to survive. Big business usually doesn't do that. Or the numbers are so large that the fees are so, I don't know, desirable by the banks, they'll go out of their way to make that loan. Small business, eh, too much trouble. So, but th- this, this problem that they're facing, is that going to mean less economic activity for them in the future? I think it could. So, on the next Invest Talk, the story behind this question. Could it be possible that inflation has already peaked? Okay, that's tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, 
then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. 888-99-CHART. That's the number. Always the same. Always has been the same for 20 plus years. Let's go to Gene in North Carolina. I want to talk about bonds. Gene. Hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. It's actually about Series I savings bonds. Ah, inflation. And uh, I wanted to mention a couple of quick things about it. Then that leads up to my question. So in the sure. past, we spoke about right now how it's paying a, a annual rate of 7.1%, only good for six months, and after six months, it changes. It actually will change May 1st, two weeks from now. Okay. May 1st and November 1st is, is the year it always changes. Uh, there's one aspect of these Series I savings bonds we haven't spoken about for a while, and that is besides the inflation rate, which changes every six months, and it, which is applied to Every bond that you buy then and in the past, any bonds you bought in the past, it also that interest rate is uh, applies to. There's a fixed rate. The fixed rate only applies to when you bought the bonds, but they're good. It stays with the bond for up to 30 years. 
Right. And it hasn't been spoken about for a while because the fixed rate has been zero for the last 10 years. Yeah. It's been very long. And so I'm what. And so the best time to buy a Series I savings bond at treasurydirect.gov, you want to save it for an emergency fund or something, is when, obviously, when the fixed rate is very high because you can keep that rate, and that, that kind of is a floor of what the interest rate you get for every six months. No matter even if the, inflate, the variable rate changes to zero, at least you get the fixed rate. Right. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering now whether or not you think – uh, two weeks from now, May first. Do you think that any of the any of the inflation we've experienced recently will somehow influence the fixed rate that applies to CBSI savings bonds in the future? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, that's a very good question. Will the inflation rate, which is you know that it fluctuates uh, inflation rate and has been high, will that influence the issuance of new bonds and the fixed rate? And just to make sure everybody understands, these inflation-protected bonds have a fixed rate, maybe one-half a percent, let's say, and then they will every six months adjust and add the inflation rate to it, okay? So they've been zero, as you pointed out. Now that the Federal Reserve is raising rates, will that fixed rate go up on in new bonds that are being issued? And the answer is yes. But your really your question was, will the inflation rate affect the fixed rate on issuance of new bonds? And it's not supposed to, but it could because you know you're getting quite a quite a good rate for the bond once you add in inflation. I think, though, it's probably more related to uh, the two, five, and 10-year bond rates. As they go up, so will the fixed rate of I-bonds. Now, you asked a question, will will the inflation rate influence that? And I'm thinking, I don't think so, but I think it also could. So, good question, though. Thanks, Gene. I appreciate it. Okay, can you name three behaviors? They're talking about the trivia question. My producer forgot to send me the trivia question before the break, so we're going to do it now, if that's okay. If you're among the millions of Americans scrambling to meet the tax deadline, it's critical to avoid errors that may flag your return for an IRS audit. I have been audited, as I said. So here's my trivia question. Can you name three behaviors that might trigger an IRS audit? Three things you gotta that if you do, they're gonna it's a red flag waving in the IRS's face. Okay? So there are very specific things, and if you you've been around long enough, and I've been around long enough, I know what these are. Okay. I mean, and I'm very careful about making sure I don't raise one of these red flags. I've been audited, so you know, I know what they look for. Okay, um if you want to avoid an audit. Okay, pay attention to what you're doing. Here's what not to do. Trying to claim too many credits or deductions compared with your income. Now, this might seem a little IRS. The IRS uses software with a numerical score for each return. By the way, how they determine that numerical score and how they do that, that was they do a specific audit, tax compliant something something audit. And they take and they do a bunch of those, and they use those as their basis. Okay, actual real audits, and I, that's the audit I went through. 
<coughs> Excuse me. So anyways, they have the software. They know how much your write-offs should be based on your income. If you get out of whack, out of the scores that they set up, you, that's a red flag. For instance, if you make $90,000 a year and you have $60,000 in charitable contributions, you're going to get a red flag. You better look for an audit. You can't do that, okay? You're also likely to get a red flag if the submitted tax forms don't match your reported income. Those 1099s, W-2s, if you're, whoever you're working for submits their portion of the 1099s and W-2s doesn't match what you filed, there's going to be a red flag. You got to make sure that you report all your 1099s and W-2s. You can't say, well, I just forgot that one. That does not work. Okay, having no receipts, you need to prove your deductions. Okay, you're, you're only as good as your receipts. The IRS wants evidence of what you did. And they can go back two and a half years, go back two and a half years, or two and a half years ago, and then audit you now, and you need to have those receipts. They frankly can go back seven years. And to be honest, that seven years is only audited. If they find evidence of fraud, they don't have a time limit. They can go back and audit you. Think about that. Okay? Think about it. Now, I will say when I was audited, they wanted receipt for my, I had goodwill. I give clothes to goodwill, and I probably deducted a couple hundred bucks for that. I didn't have receipts. Okay? Yeah, well, I, to be frank, I did have receipts, but they weren't filled out. I didn't give two two shirts to this, or five pairs of that. You know, I didn't have that filled out. So they made me go fill it out in hindsight. <laughs> so I did. Anyways. Okay, just so you know, there was a flood of roughly 9 million math error notices from the IRS from January 1st to July 15th, 2021. Okay. 9 million math errors, mathematical errors. 744 million of those were caused by the stimulus payment mistakes. In other words, you didn't report your stimulus money as income. There were fewer than 15,000 workers, there are fewer than 15,000 workers, to handle 240 million incoming calls during the first half of 2021. 15,000 for 240 million calls. That's, by the way, 16,000 calls per person for half a year. That's a lot of calls. And did you know that 25%, if you call up the IRS to try to get clarification or answer a question for you, 25% of the time they're wrong, the answer's wrong. So don't rely on the IRS for the right answers. And they're not liable. If you put something wrong on your tax return because they said so, you're still at fault. Okay, let's pivot back to Invest Talk Voice Bank, Voice Bank 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin or Steve. I'm calling about WEC Energy Group, ticker symbol WEC. I wanted to get your thoughts on this particular company, the fundamentals and technical uh, analysis as well, and if uh, at what price point you would consider adding it to your portfolio. I'll be listening to your response on the podcast. Thank you. WEC Energy Group provides utility services, utility, it's a utility service to 1.6 million electric 
and 3 million gas customers in Wisconsin and Michigan. It's a $32 billion company, very large company. It makes $4.30 this year. That's the estimate. Next year is $4.58. And very consistently earnings growth. Just slow, which is typical from a utility. Utilities are very defensive in nature because no matter what happens, you still need them, you still use them, you, they still get money. But they also are not exciting. They don't, you know, they don't move up very fast. Okay, so $4.58 next year, and it's $103 stock. So what is it, 23 25 somewhere in there, uh, P.E., and the range is 17 to 30 so it's near its high uh, because it's gone up recently. Uh, return equity is 12%, which is good. Great cash flow, pays a 2.8% dividend. So these are very good defensive positions, especially in times of volatility like we are now. So it's a good company to have. Okay, now it's gone up in recent prices uh, recently, and you know, you know, it, maybe it might be a little late to be buying because it's broken out to 52-week highs. I mean, it's 103, and it broke out from a base back in February, March. It was around 87, 88 dollars a share. That would have been the ideal part. Part, but of course, that's all hindsight, and you know, everybody can say that. Let's go to Bobby in Atlanta. I want to talk about. Hey, Matt. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Um, so do you think it's at a good value? It's, it broke support recently. I think it had support at 100 and uh, I forgot what it was on a chart. But yes. uh, do you think it's a good value or shall I still wait? Yeah, it broke support right around 108, 120, 118, somewhere in there. And it's 116 now, 118, 120. So it broke that support. Uh, so I think you wait because you want to see where it's going to stop falling. I think it's still going to fall. AMAT, everybody. Implied materials, AMAT is the symbol. Has very good numbers. Uh, the value is there. You're correct. The value is there. It's going to make $9.44 next year. It's $116 stock. So what you're looking at a 12, 13 PE in the range of 7 to 27, so it's near the low end. But remember, it can go to 7 PE. I mean, it has. But, man, it fundamentally, it's really strong. 55% return on equity. doesn't pay much of dividend, less than 1%. But the sales growth has been consistently in the low 20s or higher every quarter for two years. And I think that might continue because of the chip shortage that's out there. So I think I, I think it is at a pretty good price, but I still would wait till you see it settle. It's got to hold. Uh, I think the next level is about $115. Okay, if it can't hold that, then it's going to go down to probably 100 Okay, so I, I, I wouldn't be real anxious to get in anytime soon. Bobby, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. AMAT, Applied Materials. 888-99-CHART. Give us a call. So, you know, of course, I take a couple of minutes usually on each show to talk about what we do here at KPP Financial here. Uh, Justin and I can offer client services that might help them. We think it will help them. But, of course, it's up to you. We will help you no matter what. You, you don't have to become a client. We'll help you even if you just ask for help. We'll help you. Now, there's not a lot we can do, but we can take a look at your portfolio. We can 
when look at take a look at it and tell you what kind of risk you're taking and try to match the risk that you want to take with the risk that you're actually taking. Most people have no clue about that. But we will do that. Okay, we're located in California, Southern California, between, or, between L.A. and San Diego in Orange County, in Irvine, actually, the city of Irvine. Uh, we tried to implement a very, very, um, a particular philosophy that is in line with our clients. We want to be on the same side of the table as our clients. One of the ways we do that is we do it by providing unbiased guides. We don't try to, we're not being paid by anybody to push a stock or a company. We don't accept fees for anything. Nothing. Nada. So we don't have to, you know, worry about making somebody, some other firm happy. We don't. We also offer parallel investing, meaning we buy the same things for ourselves we do for our clients. The same price, same percentage. So we're on the same t- side of the table as our clients. We have five different investment strategies, and they go from very conservative to very risky. And we try to fit you into one of these. And if we don't, you don't fit into one. That's possible too. Yeah, we've had that happen, and we'll help you with whatever you're going to do. You know, most people don't really know the risk profile they have and how much risk they're taking in their portfolio, and that we can specifically help you with, so you can feel comfortable with what you're doing. There's no obligation. It takes about 10 minutes to speak to us, and we'll kind of guide you through what you need to do. Um, we like to take a look at your portfolio. That'll take a little longer if you want us to. And the sooner you contact us, the sooner you begin optimizing your portfolio performance. We'll do it. Give us a call. Go to investtalk.com, click on the Contact Us, which is nothing more than sending us an email. And we'll be happy to start the process. Okay. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. I wanted to talk about housing, okay? Now, we know that it's still been going up, but I think we're peaking. But is there reasons for it to continue to go up? And the answer is yes. One of the main reasons, remember, one of the reasons why there's a headwind is because the mortgage rates are changing and going up because the Fed is moving up the rates. But, there is still a shortage of houses. Zillow thinks it won't be till 2024 that they'll have a higher inventory of houses. That means a shortage. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, everybody, to help you achieve financial freedom. And, of course, we'll continue that right after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and helping you achieve your financial freedom is the primary objective. Steve Peasley is here now, taking your finance and investing questions live. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And, of course, I appreciate your calls and listening. And, of course, here's a call from Alan from Arkansas. Hi, Alan. Hey, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I've got a question. Uh, I use Fidelity, and they have a thing called Equity Summer Score. I, I assume other brokers have something similar. It's a it's a scale from zero to ten. Can you tell me what the pitfalls is for using that? Because I think I overvalue it. Well, every 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 money management firm, the big ones like Fidelity, all have systems which which are actually pretty decent. I, I'm not. 
I haven't seen one that I said, boy, this really doesn't work. If I was to make a complaint about their systems and say treat all the companies the same, and you can't. Each industry has its own type of analysis that you have to do. For instance, you cannot compare a tech company to a utility company. You just can't compare them, but these these scorecards at some of these companies just tell you to plug in these numbers, and therefore they'll always work, and they don't. But there are good places to start because they're fundamentally pretty solid. So just know that there's going to be times when, boy, this doesn't really look right at all. You know, For instance, I have a way to evaluate, a quick and dirty way to evaluate a company. You multiply its earnings per share next year times its growth rate. If the growth rate's 20% and they're going to earn a dollar per share next year, that means the stock is worth about 20 bucks. That works great, but not for a high-growth company or for a very low-growth company. It works pretty good for a growing company that's not too high and not too low. So that's what I mean. They, they use these kinds of numbers that are pretty good, but sometimes just can't answer the questions you really need answered. So just be careful. Use them, but use it with a grain of salt. Alan, good question. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, um, Jeff Bezos said in 2013 on 60 Minutes that within five years or about in five years, uh, there will be drone delivery of packages to everybody's houses or to people's houses. Not everybody's, but people. And they're nowhere near ready. That's, and it's now well over, it's been about 10 years now, right? And they're not ready. They have put, spent $2 billion on this project. They have a 1,000 employees dedicated to this project, and they're not even close to being ready. Why? Some of it is tech, technical challenges that they have to overcome. You can see why there's, that could be, right? Technical challenge. Another one, a big one, I think, is safety. You know, you got these things flying around uh, kind of on their own and, you know, be buzzing around everybody's houses, how do you know, you know, how are you going to protect the safety? So let's say, okay, for instance, let's say Manhattan. Manhattan, if you've ever been in Manhattan, the streets can get very, very crowded. And you have drones drive, flying up and down the, the big streets, and what if one crashes? What if they drop a package? What if, I mean, there's all kinds of problems and safety issues. And another problem is they have high turnover in their 1,000 employees dedicated to this. So... They're still testing. Last year, they were supposed to test 20, have 2,500 tests. This year, it's supposed to be 12,000 tests. Just make see if we can deliver this. 12,000. Mind you, as of February, they only did 200 of them. So, you know, they're probably behind a bit. I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. I really don't. So, and I think it's a great idea. I think it's going to happen. I do. I really do. But I also think flying cars are going to happen, too. I haven't seen that yet. Where is our flying cars, by the way? Should we have cars that fly? Hmm. We're supposed to have them by now, that's for sure. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. We would appreciate that. And thanks to you, we have over 40 million downloads total 
and we appreciate it. We really do appreciate it, and, you know, we hope to keep it going. So get yours anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and please be sure to review and rate us if you do download it at iTunes. Your positive rating raises our profile, and we like that. So spread the word. You can even leave a brief question if you want, and once you do a, a rating for us, and we'll prioritize that question, give you an answer. Independent thing is share success. This is the best talk. Have a good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlos Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlos Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.